Hey, it's Rob. Hope you've been enjoying the shows. I don't normally do stuff like this, but they are accepting nomination over at the Discover Pods Awards. If you like the show, please do me a favor. Go to awards.discoverpods.com and click nominate and put us down. Put us down for comedy or kids and family or best new podcast or whatever. I would really appreciate it. Enjoy the show. Yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is heck of boring. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. Oh, this show's about cars going by and there's daddy coming up. So Mike's proud of outsmarting his cat. <laughs> <laughs> Torturing my poor cat. And they're supposed to come and spray for ants today. Lovely. Since it rained, freaking ants came in. And then now I can't keep their food out. So I have to actually like feed uh, them three times a day like like a, an actual child. <laughs> because I got to feed them and get it out of there before the ants can come. And they're supposed to come and do it. Because I thought like, oh, if I just cut the source out for a while, the ants sure. will go away. No. no. Then I started spraying stuff. Nope. They still come back. It's like those bastards, once they find it. That one or two days of rain did it. Diatomaceous earth. What the hell is Um, that? It's like lime. It's like a soil made from like diatoms. For some reason, it dissolves the exoskeleton of insects. Wow. And it's non-toxic to people. Oh my God. So yeah, we sprinkle that around the house and they go away. Where do you get that? Anywhere. Uh, like hardware store, I think, will have diatomaceous Di- earth. Diatomaceous earth. I like yeah. it. So, hence Does it a, kill it, any, like, any insect? Well, I know it's really good for ants. Nice. So, okay. So, what we do is we put it in, like, like a ketchup squirt bottle type thing. Yeah. And then you just kind of, <laughs> kind of blast it in corners ah. and stuff. And it keeps them away. I mean, it sucks because you got powder all over your place, but... It's food safe. Kids aren't going to get sick off of it. And the cats won't die off of they it. They shouldn't, no. Okay. Shouldn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a cat. We haven't had any issues. You're so. like, oh, all right. <clears throat> you guys are work on cats. <laughs> Don't use it with cats. So. My cat. <laughs> anyway, this is stand Then you go like, great, man. That's like, dude, this is the 10th episode about your cat. Shut <laughs> up. It's your fault. Here we are, stand up dads. Episode 10 of... <laughs> Robert killed Mariah. (laughs) (laughs) She's on her way out anyway. (laughs) Oh, so messed up. Oh, my God. At least, like, yeah, I've told you I had, like, the the nieces and nephews over Mm -hmm. to come see her. Like, people are coming to, like, say goodbye. And it kind of perked her back up. That's good. Yeah. But it is. It sucks because you're, like. You know, at some point, I got to watch what her quality of life is. And right now, yeah. she's still... She still looks good. She's still a troublemaker. She's real That's skinny. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I see her get where... And it's how they know sometimes. Because I had started to say, like, Oli, I think I think we might have to put yeah. her down. You know? And it's because she of her. She hears you I'm good. Oh, she perked up. That was the last... I'm not dead. <laughs> yeah, she was totally like, put her down. Wait a minute. Like, I feel happy. <laughs> yeah. I took her ass to the vet, and they ran the tests on her. While she was at the vet, she was, like, pouncing around. Yeah. She tried to escape. And they're like, thinking, you're an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, she seems fine. Like, <laughs> it was totally like that old Michigan J-Frog. Yeah. You know, those cartoons. That I bring her in, she's like, eh. 
you bring her in and they come in and she's like, hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. They're like, oh, oh, she's so fun. She's 15. No yeah. way. She's like a kitten. I'm like, you little. <laughs> just, You're making me look evil. Like, she's just like us. She has a good day and a bad day. Yeah. And then they make you feel bad because they're like, well, the first, you know, the test we ran didn't come up with anything. So the next one's. To really find out, you know, it's going to be like, it was like $1,500. Nope. I'm like, ah, I can't do that. And yeah. they're like, oh, what, you're not? I'm like, no. yeah, I'm not. I can't. Like, don't make me feel bad. <laughs> like, I can get a free one out the outside of Walmart <laughs> 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 on the way home. <laughs> you're going to swap them and see, swap them and see if Olivia notices. <laughs> She's Another black cat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're not talking about cats today, even though uh, we probably could for a whole fucking day because... <laughs> Ladies, um, <laughs> Mike's single. Uh, <laughs> and he's I into could, cats. I could put like a thing that while Oli's still um, believing in Santa and stuff, I could just say like, <gasps> Santa granted Mariah, Mariah's younger. No. <laughs> no. Mar- Mariah's younger. Like a year or two later. That's not Mariah. <laughs> yeah, fuck, you're guaranteeing your kid's going to end up on a stripper pole. <laughs> Don't even do Don't that Don't even shit. joke about that. <laughs> now I'm all mad. You started out all happy and joking. Now this is like, now I'm pissed off. I hope your son ends up on a stripper pole. Hey, you know what? I hope he's good enough he's to be able be to. magic Owen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we'll be like, oh, well, I guess that's pretty cool. And I'm still going to love him. God damn it. And we'll be like, that's pretty cool, I guess. He's like, <laughs> but like anyway. Owen, why are you doing that? He'll be like, I'm hung like a horse. Oh, all right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that. I make hella money and I'm hung like a horse. Oh, all right, okay. <laughs> well, good for you. <coughs> Didn't get it for me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. uh, five minutes in, we're talking about charter schools, and mm-hmm. uh, we've been. Well, and you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which I don't know mm. which episode was it where we brought this up. At least two or three ago. Yeah, it was like five, but yeah. And I was supposed to like research, and now I'm gonna come in cold, no, well, and mean, just with my own opinions. And you've got research, which is generally I've got research, <laughs> but I didn't get a chance to really put it together. Yeah, the charter school started about thirty years ago. The whole point was to be a place where they could teach with like innovation, you know, yeah. and do new things, which is wonderful. I'm 100 yeah. percent behind that. Give and some were, alternate things, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't, you know, because obviously the schools aren't, you know, there are schools that do well and the schools that don't, and usually it goes along the lines of economics. You know, yeah. if you're in a good neighborhood, you tend to have a better school than someone that's in the inner city. Yeah. That kind of changed to where businesses got involved and it became more of a profit thing. Yeah. And it wasn't like they got new money. This was just taken, you know, if a school district had... $10 million for that year. I have no idea if that's even a close number. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't like they had to come up with another $2 million for a charter school. It was like, well, figure out out of that $10 million how to get the charter school money out of it. Yeah. And so it's kind of pulling from a system that's already hurting. There are private schools that you go to, but... That's the depressing thing. And that's depressing about it is like, I know your argument is like, you know, don't get the charter schools, make the other ones. My argument is, Overall, we need just we need more money for education in general. Sure. Like I want the choices, <clears throat> and I do think that having charter schools have gotten other schools to mm-hmm. like like the school now that Olivia is going to going where she went from a charter school to a public school. That public school has a lot of stuff to it mm-hmm. that's actually taken from a pretty big school like in 
Atlanta or whatever. Some of the things that they do there, like mm-hmm. they do different houses, like kind of like Hogwarts, yeah. and they have the kids work together, and they do a lot of stuff that's different. So what you're that saying they is they the public school is innovating. Yeah, but <laughs> I think it's because of the. I think it's because of having the the other options. I think it's some of them are opening, some of them are taking it. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. I think overall, the reason I think. I like having the choice is the fact that, you know, say what Olivia was in before, which was like a Waldorf or Mm -hmm. a very specific type of education Mm -hmm. that if you try to do it out of your own pocket, it's 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 just it's so expensive. Mm -hmm. But to give them an option, because I do believe not all kids learn the same. And I do also think that certain ways of teaching at the Waldorf, especially the way they are able to the way they get the kids to communicate with each other. It's like zero bullying there like mm-hmm. all the way you know from a, a, a school that's you know kinder to eighth grade or some or some of them will go kinder to you know all the way to high school the way that the community is set up is completely different well and the thing is you're gonna have i think i want to say something like 6700 charter schools or something like that in the country yeah you're gonna have 6700 different stories about how they do it you mm-hmm. know some of them really do focus on the innovation and i think those should be continued you know and supported but a lot of them, you know, I think, what was it? The definition of a charter school education corporation. And that's that's definitely what gets it. Because, the, yeah, the school that she had been at, that's what I think got hurt it. Is when we mm-hmm. got there, it had a good, like, 10 or, I don't know, over a 10-year run since it had opened of mm-hmm. being really great. And mm-hmm. it had been set up really trying to follow, like, the Waldorf style. And then... Uh, the newer, like, but above the principal, whoever the guy is that's mm-hmm. running everything, definitely more of a business person trying to open up another yeah. school, lost, you know, fired all the teachers, replaced them with cheaper people that didn't even that's, have the training, yeah. you know, running it like a business. So and there are some things that should not be run like a business. I mean, the common good yeah. stuff, schools for one, healthcare, you know, I mean, the yeah. reason we're people healthcare. can't afford it is because it's for profit. Yeah. Um, our roads should not be privatized the fire department could you imagine i lost my house because i couldn't afford my fire department bill yeah you know police you know i mean we all pay for it through our taxes just like we do for school yeah but but people get all crazy yeah that's what the yeah with the the the, what healthcare one it's that's what people always say it's like it's gonna be horrible and it's like well we don't have horrible fire department we don't have horrible police department um, yeah yeah uh, yeah, well, depends where you're at, but yeah, um, and the fact you know you bring up choice, and that's been such a politicized word because it seems like on both sides, conservative and liberal, they both lo- the politicians both love charter schools. It gives them the opportunity to beat up on something that's already not working. You know, the, a lot of the public school systems. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, they're horrible. We need to make a change, yeah. and they can make up this. Yeah, we have charter schools. This is our solution. And even though they haven't really looked into it, you know, like Bloomberg was a big uh, pusher for um, charter schools in New York. Yeah. Back in 02, I want to say it was. And what he did is he took all the uh, all the school boards and all that and just there were like 32 different school districts. Yeah. And he just, just destroyed them and made like one big one. They make the decisions for the whole, all of like New York City. Okay. And then suddenly the teachers didn't have a voice. Parents didn't have a voice. Uh, he was pushing the charter schools. And I think at that time they had something called co-location. What it does is it squeezes a charter school into an existing public school. Mm. So this is what they did then. 
and like two out of three charter schools in New York at the time were doing this. So they were sharing space with the public school. And it wasn't like they said, we're going to add on. They, were, they went to the public school and said, look, we need this much classroom size for these classes. Yeah. Figure out what you can get rid of and we're taking it. Mm-hmm. And they got nothing for it. So they had to, you know, they didn't get smaller class sizes out of it. They actually had to get bigger class sizes because we have less rooms. We got to cram more kids into this. Yeah. Extra rooms like a music room or an art room had to get handed over to the charter schools. You know, they're holding classes in like the boiler rooms oh of God. some of these schools. You know, it's just totally, and they didn't have a say because it yeah. came from this board and it wasn't made up of educators. It was made up of lawyers and businessmen. Yeah. And, you know, and I think Bloomberg was like, they have a 13 member vote and Bloomberg was able to pick eight of those people. Oh my which, God. Okay. That's kind of, but anyway, anytime you throw profit and in, profit into it. Yeah. School should never be a profit-making thing. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a loss because it doesn't, schools don't make money. They make smart kids. They don't make a product that is sold. You can't judge it like a business. And I know people are probably yelling at me right now, (laughs) but (laughs) it's just one of those things where it's going to be different, you know, running a school than it is running a factory that makes cars or running a factory that makes shoes or something like that. So yeah, there are cost-cutting measures that make sense for those type of things. Yeah. But you can't do that for schools. Um, yeah. And they've done study over study over study. The two biggest things that can make schools prosper is smaller class size yeah. and experienced teachers. Yeah. I remember uh, there was that movie, uh, Waiting for Superman. It came out like in 2010. Yeah. And I remember I yeah, it was it was like a big pro charter school mm-hmm. movie. And I remember going to watch it going, yeah, let's go see this. And I was just left pissed off. Because they were totally, you know, their big push for, they had a big push for accountability and competition. And I'm sorry, schools don't compete, you know? It's yeah. just, they focused more on the testing than the teaching. Yeah, that I, and that I think is across the board in, yeah. all, in all of it, where they, they care too much about how the kid can take a test, but then they don't let them. And that's the reason why, like, if they were able to do it through the regular system to offer different types of schools that teach differently, where kids think differently and don't respond as well to the common core way of well, teaching. You could take the money you're putting into charter schools and put it into public schools. So that This is true, that. but then what happens before <clears throat> is that the people wouldn't want, like, that's how we get stuck with stuff. Like, I feel like the common core, like, people... That stuff gets pushed through, and then that they want all schools to be the same, and they don't want to acknowledge that some kids learn differently, or that some parents would want their kids to be in a different environment than the well, current school. You know, they want all the schools to be that way. Yeah. Well, my kid's in a public school right now, and he is apparently we're in a great school because they identified really quickly that hey, this kid's not keeping up. So they have uh, it's not one on one, but it's like four or five on one. He gets taken out like an hour every day um, to just work on stuff. Yeah. And it's just one teacher with like four or five kids. And it's great. And it's, you know, and they're doing different stuff. You know, so they are doing it as a public school. And granted, Folsom's a nicer area than yeah. a lot. But we're also, where we are, it's not the nice part of Folsom. Overall, we're in a lucky area. We like are. our schools around here are better than what you have to choose. Like if we were in Hayward in still or Hayward still or yeah or Oakland or yeah. downtown Chicago or downtown yeah. New York so yeah we are fortunate you know you walk into some high schools and it looks like a college campus yeah and you walk into some and it looks like a fucking where was the battle you know it's just yeah yeah it's still the building from 1955 or something yeah yeah, yeah. and it's not equitable the way the money split up and it's mm-hmm. like well you get more money out of people in 
people yeah. living in San Francisco that, you know, it just, where there's money, they're going to get better schools and they've yeah. got to figure out a way to spread that out better. Yeah. And I know some, within some districts, I'm sure there are some districts there's just, we're made of money and we're going to use it and that's wonderful. Good for you. And yeah. good luck, you know, trying to live in there. And there's some that are just scrambling, but even in some of those scrambling districts, I know there's some schools that get better equipment and teachers and all than others. Yeah. And I know there's a push for, oh, fuck, I can't remember the name of the program, but it's like you, um, like they'll pay for your school um, if you teach like your first two years, like an inner city school, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that goes back to the thing that's good for schools is teachers with experience. Yeah. So you're sending these people that have great intentions and good hearts or just want to get their shit paid for going to schools where they're not prepared. Yeah. And it passes on to the kids. So yeah, and yeah. it's a bad experience for both. Yeah, and there's a big attack in uh, that movie about waiting for Superman about tenure. You know, we can't fire bad teachers. Well, you know, I you know there. You know what though? I have seen that in action. Like I only worked one year at an actual like high school, but mm-hmm. there is and but I also you know what I saw it when I was at San Jose State too. Yeah. I had two instructors. One who clearly had dementia, mm-hmm. and they they were just like, "Well, he's tenured; it'll be like a year or two more, and then he's sure. got, then he'll go." Like he was out of his mind. Yeah. We learned nothing from him. He <laughs> he rambled, dude. He rambled about stuff just non sequiturs. And then one day he quizzed us on it, like actually made us take a quiz on his ramblings. And it was supposed to be like a class on design. <laughs> it was like rambles. And then another guy. What color was Mr. Fluffy's yeah, jacket? Another guy was supposed to be life drawing. We had live models. Yeah. The guy taught us nothing. Mm-hmm. I had to just buy books. Like mm-hmm. I had to go buy old Andrew Loomis books to teach myself. He taught us nothing. And he liked one model who was about 300 pounds. Yeah. You could you can only really draw that one time. You're not learning anatomy. It would be better to have different, you know, a male, a female, an old, a young, a, you know what I mean? So like, was this one where they had naked people up there? Yeah. Okay. So this lady was there four or five times because he liked to, they'd just talk, ha, 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 and laugh. And he was having a good time. And every time you're like, I'm not learning anymore. Like, you're not teaching me, and you're making me draw the same person over and over. And you're killing my boner. And he's tender. Oh, yeah, you were. Yeah. Oh, speaking of boners, I wasn't at the one, but at when it was at Hayward State, yeah. my friend Matt had said one of the ones, like, a guy was up there all happy, and he, he stood there like yeah. Superman with his arms on the side, and he went, Oh, and everyone's like, oh man, like you people are and he's so happy through the thing. He's like, man, the guy kept it up for like a good ten minutes on mm, mm, mm. You know, and people are like, dang it. I'm just drawing an upper body today. <laughs> but yeah, like that that's where the tenured is is total bullshit. Like well, that's they're a not caring too. anymore. It's a different system. It anywhere where you let somebody be that they you well, see it in the in the government too. People that well, work at yeah. government jobs. If you if you're just like prevented from being <laughs> fired, then you, you need people to, that are want to motivate themselves. Okay. And well, how many people fucking motivate themselves? But here's part of the argument for tenure is it gives someone the stability to where they feel like they can make suggestions for innovation. Because obviously there's horrible people people that are tenured, but. The ones that are good, like, hey, I'm here long enough. I want to take some chances. I want to do this with my classroom. 
and where they have a strong enough voice to where they can actually try that stuff in the classroom without worrying about getting fired. Yeah. You know, it's like we say we want innovation in the classroom, but when we try for it, granted, it's not being done all the time, but yeah. it's also, they know they don't have a voice. You know, I mean, they're trying to yank the unions. For See, the, yeah, unions are, should, should still, yeah, that's different. I think what, what you're hoping for with giving someone tenure that that will give them the voice to innovate, mm -hmm. I disagree with because coming from working in, you know, the arts and animation and all that stuff, actually working for workforce to workforce, mm -hmm. the people that were at places that were comfortable mm -hmm. learned nothing new and never bothered to do okay. anything else. Guys like me and, you know, my friends that would move job to job, we were learning new stuff to get a new job, to get a new sure. thing. The people, because we knew yeah. you could get laid off at any moment. It kept you moving. It kept you thinking. But you also know that's a shitty way to live your life. Well, I mean, because you don't pay you, these people. But people need sometimes a fire under their ass. And some of the people that sure. just sit there, like, because they're comfortable, they don't yeah. got to learn nothing. They don't want to do something new. This is how we do it, is what you usually end up yeah. hearing. And you're like, well, can't we do this? Like, this is possible. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, but that's like a lot of. More work. Good point. You know? <laughs> I'll give you that one to you. With attracting experienced teachers, give them enough to fucking live on. That's the bullshit part is like, yeah. You can't live yeah. in the area you're teaching. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Like, and I, people, and that's the thing that I do, I mean, I agree with even now as a teacher, like they expect so much from you mm -hmm. and you give so much mm -hmm. that you're trying to like talk to each student. Like, well, for me, I teach online. So it's like 350 kids. You're trying mm -hmm. to keep in touch. Trying to, and at the schools, the ones that are there the whole day, it's, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. You know, you're really like, if you're one with, with one class the whole day, I can't even imagine like a, the younger grades mm -hmm. where you're just, you're the teacher for everything yeah. they're learning. But then when you're at the high school level and you have like a prep period and then you're teaching like mm -hmm. three hour, three one hour classes back to back or whatnot, it's, it's hard because the thing that's hard, I think, and where I like, like I can see that in the implementation, the charter schools aren't working because what I, I like the, the idea of it is you need another spot where a kid that isn't learning well in one area mm -hmm. can have a better chance somewhere else because we want the whole idea is like, well, I want to differentiate so that the kids that aren't getting it as fast, I can give them extra time. What happens is you don't have that time and you have to keep moving. So as they fall mm -hmm. behind, if you even if they have extra help, there's not like online, I can do a lot better differentiation. Mm -hmm. I can actually even adjust sure. certain kids that really have a horrible time with test anxiety and stuff. I can make their class way more weighted on their work. On mm -hmm. I'll give them more portfolio stuff and actually sure. producing things and, and and test their learning that way. But well, Okay, so here that brings up a criticism of some charter schools. And again, every state has different rules for their charters. So yeah. what may be true in one may not be in another, which is a problem there. But there's a problem with backfilling. They're accusing some charter schools of counseling out kids. He was a problem in class. He's disrupting the other kids. We don't want him here anymore. They kick that kid out. And that kid ends up falling back into the public school system, which has to take them. They don't have a choice. You can't dump kids into charter, but they can dump kids out that they don't like. I don't, I don't know if that's That is true very true. Because that happened at her school. Kids came there that they couldn't get 
Well, Rito. again, every state's different. Yeah. So maybe and every charter is different. But there are different. some yeah. that it's become a, such an issue. And also, they like where they say, oh, they test so much better. And they looked at, so Stanford University did that study. They I want to say they checked like half of all of the charter schools in the U.S. Yeah. And based them, you know, and compared them to the public schools in their same areas. So it's not, yeah, yeah. we're comparing a charter school in Louisiana to a public school in California. And what they found was when like first through eighth grade, the grades progressively got better. The scores got better as they got older. So like they were doing okay in first grade, second, third, and then around like fourth, fifth grade, it like shot up. But you also noticed around fourth, fifth grade, the population went down. Oh. So it just kind of reinforces the thing of smaller class sizes make better results. So they're arguing that the charters need to backfill. So you get rid of a kid, you need to take on a kid, but they don't. there's nothing that says we have to do that, you know, in the charters. I and wonder if it is different than from area to area. Cause, could be. Because her class last year, they had it, They ended up, I think, at like 31 or 32 kids or okay. something. And, and they were not kids. kicking out kids that yeah. you knew like, would have benefited from there's at least one kid that needed yeah. a full-time aid with them yeah. and probably needed that extra help. And, and I've, I, you know, yeah. I was looking at this and I saw interviews with people where, you know, it's like, hey, my kid needs a 12-1-1 ratio, which I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I what guess it's that? 12 students, one teacher, one assistant. That's what the, whoever determined that's what the kid needs because yeah. she has special needs. Yeah. And they said, no, we can't do that. And she won the lottery to get in. I said, sorry, we can't accommodate that. So she had to go back to the public school. You're kind of given the charter schools like training wheels where it's like, oh, you don't have to deal with this, you know, and there's, you know, they've been given grief for... Or they just need to make it consistent because sure because it seemed like like i guess i don't i don't know what the rules are what but it seemed like the one that we were going to had to follow that stuff and like maybe to, they did. to an nth degree or maybe they just were maybe they're running it like a business because maybe each mm-hmm. kid gives you more money well and that's the thing it could it's be like, that the argument was why would they turn away kids because they get more money well they also get money based on the scores mm. so if you know, if it costs us a little bit by not having a problem making kid and getting better scores, so be it. Yeah. That Stanford study, they concluded. So what they did is they compared all the public schools. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. They compared the public schools and charter schools, and they found that 46% performed about the same as far as the scores yeah. as public schools. Now we got that. Jeez. Do you think it's getting picked up? or should Oh, I, I know it's getting picked up. That's okay. Should I shut the... It's We're hearing it because of that. That's all right. Are you sure? That's yeah, fine. Because I think they're doing that one down there. They're probably about to do this one. That's fine. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so 46% of the charter schools perform the same t- as far as like test scores. Okay. Um, as public schools, 17% were better. So it's not even one in five, mm-hmm. uh, which you would think if it's that much better, be a lot better. And 37% were actually worse than the public schools. Yeah. So something, it's not the... Uh, fix all that you yeah. know, has been praised to be. And then there was another thing. And this is like, I don't know how, how they would fix this, but like, it's like you said, like the school that Olivia is going to now, they have things in place that are like, they have the stuff to help with the kids, which is great from being a public school, but they also have a lot of things in place that are charter school-esque or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because of that, she's lucky she was able to get in because it was based on where her, you know, her mom mm-hmm. is. There's ki- there's people trying to get in. Oh, yeah. And that's what sucks is then you end up with, like, same thing, where it's just a few schools that everybody wants to get into, and if you can't, then you're stuck with these yeah. crappy schools, you know? Yeah, the schools I, that you know, you know, like, you shut see them online. Down, shut them down. Yeah, like, don't well, go to that one. Yeah. Well, how about we invest in them and make them better? I mean, that's 
That's what we have to do, but yeah. that's where we have to go back to the argument of like, where's the money that's supposed to be going to schools always getting diverted, you know? Yeah. And then there's other stuff which gets me riled up. Like in Texas, they got, there is a company that runs, they have 65 schools in Texas, Arkansas, and Indiana. It's called Responsive Ed, and they're a charter school company. Yeah. They received $82 million in taxpayer money in 2013. They've got $17,000 thousand students and they are giving them books that are pushing creationism what the hell oh my (laughs) god like that's ridiculous you're getting tax money and you're pushing this bullshit wow so um what they're doing let's see i told you olivia came back from one of her like sunday school things where she'd Mm go like with her mom to the church or whatever she had come back to me talking about adam and eve or something and i don't know it was something about like the like the dinosaurs not existing or something i was like oh yeah the dinosaurs existed we grew you know as her godfather i'd be happy to talk to her about this yeah i'm like that's just a story Well, so here's like some examples from uh, the textbooks they were giving. The history textbooks say that feminism forced women to turn to the government as a surrogate husband. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. A lot of the sciences parts keep talking about the uncertainty of the fossil record. Oh, this is how we end up with the people that will believe like anything. anything. Yeah. And then to go fake news. (laughs) Yeah. They keep saying that scientists still question the validity of certain ages of... And it's like where, you know, it's 1% of the scientists go, I don't think that's right. Yeah. You're saying, see, both sides need to be shown. It's like, no, dude, it's overwhelmingly supported. Yeah. Um, that's like that conversation I had where the person was trying to tell me that certain diseases were fake news. Yeah. And it was like polio. I'm yeah. like, we what? talked about that yeah. last week. Yeah. That's, how can, like, and that's how this happens. Because they're yeah. like, oh, but we don't know for sure. What do you mean the you Holocaust don't know for sure? Happened. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you mean fuck? you don't know for sure? Yeah. yeah. And that's why we don't know. They're freaking giving them stupid yeah. Books um, like this. And they're saying that there's lack of transitional fossils to oh. prove evolution. It's like, no, there's plenty. There's a lot. I mean, granted, there's not them. like a... This What's is it Bob, called? Lucy is, is one of them? The well, one they yeah, but, show, I mean, yeah. but there's a lot of... But, yeah. they're saying, but there's a gap in between. It's like, ugh, yeah, there's gaps. Yeah. But the fact that... Yeah. You look at it. Yeah. So, and then like in 87, Supreme Court ruled in Edwards versus Aguilar that teaching creation is unconstitutional. And then in 2005, Kissmuller versus Dover, they said that intelligent design is the same as creationism. So that also cannot be taught yeah. as science. So yeah. you can teach it in mythology and all that other stuff. Yeah. So they're still sneaking in stuff. Yeah. They're still sneaking on that stuff. And they're and I have no problems with them teaching Bible and stuff. And yeah. apparently that's part of the stuff too, is they do like Bible studies. And, yeah. But teach it along with the others. Like one of my favorite classes I took in high school is comparative religion, where it's like, this is what Christianity teaches. This is what Islam teaches. This is what Buddha. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's all bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> or hey, these all have these things in common and you can get something good out of it. Like, here's a common thread between all of these. Yeah. You know, hey, treat other people nice. You yeah. know, when you get, you know, these multi-million dollar corporations that are making yeah. money and they're making us dumber. Yeah. And it just bothers the shit out of me. But then there are, I mean, like, like I teach online in the company I work for. They still, they're not, as a charter school, I don't know how they are, if they're an independent study but they're basically an online public school, mm-hmm. and we'll, they will get fought by places that don't want are you, them. Are you working for a charter, or is it a... It's not a charter. I forget how th- they're set up, but basically it is a company that runs it, you mm-hmm. know? But the thing is, 
what we offer, the kids that are in it are like, I mean, there's hundreds of kids across like California and there, there'll be kids that like were severely bullied. There was a, mm-hmm. you know, kid that had got really sick. So that, you know, for the, mm-hmm. there's kids like that. Then there's kids that are like high performing. Like one of the kids that was in the Olympics recently mm-hmm. had gone through. So like, so you got like high performing people. You got people who need extra help. Mm-hmm. So that, like, we actually have way more help than you can get so at the regular school. It's almost like you're a continuation school in a way. Well, it's like, it's a school that's like for, we're able to offer to the kids that, like, some kids are in the middle of nowhere, you know, and can't get schools. Or yeah. some kids want more options. Like, because we're online, we're able to offer stuff like animation or specific, like, illustrations, stuff like more specific things that you can actually, at the regular school, you got to go and actually find a school that's like, oh, they, they focus, they have some animation there. Oh, Oh, this one will focus and mm-hmm. teach you like real illustration skills. So that's where I also see like they want to get rid of even the, like what the school I teach at. And it's like for me, the kids that are in it, it's a huge thing for them. Totally. Like, and it, I don't see that being fixed unless, like you said, suddenly they're able to fix all schools across California. Mm-hmm. There's no, cr- you know, there's no like gangs or fighting. Like some of them, that's it's like, change, how are you going to get yeah. rid of the gangs in the area? Well, you that's know, the kid one of the can't arguments. Go there. Yeah, the kid can't go to the school anymore because their life was threatened. Like, okay, so now what? Like, that's yeah. that's well, where the options come into play. Well, that's one of the arguments is like, I think 22% of kids in America are in poverty. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do in a school. Yeah. If you got that much poverty, you're going to have some problems. Yeah. So obviously you got to step back and look at that big problem. And it's going to get worse and worse. Yeah. The way it's being run right now is like, that's just going to make the divide bigger and bigger. You mean Trump's not going to fix it? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just getting bigger and bigger. And then I run into so many people that still think like, you know, well, at least America's great again. I'm like, is it great for you? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fucked up to me. He's but. like, the employment's, you know, unemployment's down. I'm working two jobs. That's why. Shut up, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm working zero jobs. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. No Child Left Behind fucked everything up. You know, it made everything focused on the test scores rather than yeah. the actual teaching. Yeah. Critical thinking is like at an all-time low right now. Yeah, they don't get... Yeah, and that's the thing that I liked about the Waldorf approach is was one that where mm-hmm. they end up where it's more about them thinking for themselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, yeah, and the other ones, it becomes just like, can you score on this? Can can you take what I just told you mm-hmm. and remember it for this and test? Pass it on a multiple choice test. And then forget it. Yeah. 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 And maybe you have to write a couple of short answers or something and then yeah. that's it. You forget it. You don't know anything. You go get a job and people are like, fix this problem. And you're like, oh, that's, I know how to answer the test. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. No, I have a problem. And in real I need life, creative thinking. there's yeah. no, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm going to school now to try and be a history teacher and I'm going to be the history teacher everyone fucking hates because <laughs> I'm not going to have multiple choice. I'm going to be like, give me an essay as to why this happened. Yeah. And even if they're wrong, if they explain it right, I'm going to give you some credit. Yeah. As long as you put some thought into it. I'll tell you why you're wrong Yeah. But, or why, you know, you know, and you can even get extra credit. Tell me why I'm wrong. But think, and it's not. Weird. And that's part of the problem is like, like you said, things would get fixed if you had more teachers. Like you're saying, you care. Mm-hmm. So you love it. Of course, I'm you're not doing it yet. It, but you <laughs> love it and you're going to be doing extra yeah. to it. And then, you know, when I'm teaching what, where the stuff I I get that I work from because I'm online, I'm able to mm-hmm. change it a yeah. bit. And there's a lot in there where I'm like, whoever made this class hates animation or doesn't mm-hmm. know animation because these questions are the worst. Well, that's the problem. Is the people running these charters are not yeah. educators. 
they're well. I mean, businessmen, even at, even at lawyers, regular school, some of the questions politicians, come up with. yeah, yeah, and it's not you know it's pretty clear. You know, teachers are like who the, just like you said, who yeah. the fuck wrote this? You know, I'm sure it's teachers looking at some of these curriculums in like Texas. You know, like whoa. Yeah, I'm not gonna I don't teach want to teach this. this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've accomplished absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who won? <laughs> oh, yeah. The <laughs> international dads decide. <laughs> yeah, international dads <laughs> laugh at us. Who won? <laughs> uh, Charter man. schools are, no, I think the children lost. <laughs> Overall, children is what happens. All the time. Yeah, the children lost, the parents lost. And speaking of children losing, what's taxpayers lost? Comes to bad dad. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Bad dad time. Here, read the. Uh, I like this one. <laughs> Yeah. Father arrested for choking teen boy found in daughter's bedroom. <laughs> Already. What's the problem here? You're in my house. You're in my daughter's room. Let's read this. Andy Martinez, 46 of Superior, was arrested for choking a 14-year-old boy with a cell phone charging cord <laughs> on August 23rd. I would have used my bare hands. Yeah, because, you know, those charging cords are delicate. I know, man. <laughs> Martinez was arrested for on October... August 29th, his home charged initially with aggravated assault and pending breath and blood known as strangulation. <laughs> According to the county records at 5 a.m., Martinez discovered the boy in his daughter's room. Again! <laughs> what is... Like, I, it's a temporary insanity is what I'm thinking. The defendant's daughter had invited the victim into her room through the window at approximately 3 a.m. Why should the boy suffer because his daughter's a whore? Oh... <laughs> I'm going to strangle you, too. <laughs> <laughs> the defendant shouted at the victim, a 14-year-old boy, and wrapped a cell phone charger around his neck. <laughs> the police report stated he described the same chain of events as the victim. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do? I don't know. I, myself, maybe bars on the window. <laughs> maybe cameras. <sighs> I don't know. But I, I, I also, man, I don't know if I'd try to strangle him, but I don't know. If they wouldn't get out right away, like, I don't know how I would act at 5 a.m. finding a yeah. boy in my daughter's room. I don't know. I mean, I get, you know, I understand the emotion behind it. Yeah. But it's like, I right. hope you find a boy in your... Whatever, <laughs> man. <laughs> You'll be like, what the hell? Get out of here. <laughs> like, whatever. Son, were you pitching or catching? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you're going to be whatever. It's cool. No, it's not cool. Let's talk about sex. Guys. You, that would actually probably end it for... You would never do it again. Maybe that's the best way to do. Okay, you two, let's sit down. Let's talk about sex. <laughs> no! <laughs> Are you guys using a condom? Maybe that's the way we have to react so that they'll be like, I'm never I'm never going over there again. Yeah, come watch me, her dad, how me and your mother do this. Her dad <laughs> sat down and talked to us and explained things to us. It was horrible. Then he called my mom and dad. Maybe I should do that. Like, let's call your mom and dad and yeah, make sure. All, four, all six of us will have this have, talk. Yeah, I'm going to have them come over. <laughs> I got to go. No, hang out. <laughs> See? Maybe that's the better way. I'm Natural consequences. Natural consequences. I, I like, like it. it and I like the mental torture. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Your daughter's going to make be... you think it forever. You guys yeah. are never going to forget this. And then we're going to take a picture for Instagram where we've all talked about and learned. <laughs> <laughs> when this... When this boy snuck into my daughter's room, I, mean, I get it. I wanted to strangle him, but instead, we had a family meeting with both families and talked about so perhaps the sex. correct. <laughs> Actually, I think you're probably onto something. I there. Am, I bet that would be the best way because they'd be like, "I never want that to happen again. Mm -hmm. Never again. This happens again. We all can do this again. I think this is a good educational experience. Think, yeah, no! Take the strangling out, and I think you got a winning mm -hmm. thing. I yeah, mean, maybe they, that's the best way to go. See, that's what's good is these 
these we can learn from the bad dads so that yeah. hopefully when it when or if it happens to us we don't flip out. I mean I totally get the urge to want to strangle the fucker. Yeah. Well <laughs> and the shock of it. Like I could see mm-hmm. it if you haven't thought about because you're not gonna think of that happening. And it's five AM and you're like groggy and you open the door and you're like, What the fuck? And depending if they're like in the middle of something. Uh there's a there's a band called Less Than Jake, and they had a hidden track where this guy tells a story about how he was fucking some guy's wife, Whoa. and the husband came home, <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit. It was a hidden track on the record? Yeah. Oh. You know what? Let me find it. Okay, so here's that clip I was telling you about. And Al is at the door four hours early, and she's in panic, and I'm in the bedroom wearing nothing but Al's socks. <laughs> There's no back exit, and like hell, no Fire escape. <laughs> whom, whom, whom. Dad, dad, dad. Under the bed, life for a moment is deceptively calm. I hear footsteps, voices, the dreadful small talk of middle class family life. <laughs> that I can't take. I'm out of here. Pants tightly clutched, I slide out from the bed and try to slide quietly past the bathroom door. But Al the pig is taking his shit with the bathroom door wide open. <laughs> In harm, our eyes meet. But I'm through the kitchen and out the apartment and down three flights of stairs. Socks naked, balls bouncing, <laughs> slipping on pants before anyone sees. This all happened back in September 1946. <laughs> and I think I'm still here. Because he's certain Al once stopped to wipe his ass before trying to kill me. <laughs> so I don't know what brought that up. He tried but... to kill him? I didn't get the last part the way he said it. It, it was like... Because he was on the shitter. Did he, still... he actually stopped to wipe his ass before he went to chase oh, him. Oh, that's why he's still around. <laughs> that's why he's still alive. <laughs> anyway... That's uh, awesome. Our uh, eyes bit horrors. <laughs> this is our fortieth episode. We kinda rambled. That's uh, awesome. Email us, the standupdads at gmail dot com. Check us out on Facebook. We have a page we'll send out stuff drop episodes every sunday so subscribe go to pencilforhire.com that's pencil f-o-r hire and it's also pencil for hire on instagram and check out my side project gag on this podcast we record every wednesday at 5 30 at blacktop comedy club in rockland we interview local comics have a great time while we do it we will talk to you guys next week <laughs> <laughs>